Welcome to episode 6 of Journeys Adrift. We are getting into things now, some things are being revealed, plot is getting hooked, we're invested, and we hope you guys are too. If you guys want to support us in our endeavors and continued content creation, we would absolutely love your support if you don't mind checking out our Patreon at patreon.com slash waffles maple syrup. There's all sorts of really cool stuff that you can get in exchange for your support. And that support would help us incredibly in everything that we're trying to do. So go check it out. You can get dice. You can get t-shirts. You can get cool stuff. Also, one of the things we're doing is the submission process for critical hit and critical miss cards that will be put into the show and you'll get a huge shout out and a thank you. Then cool things happen when we roll 20s and 1s. So definitely worth checking out. Patreon.com slash Waffles Maple Syrup. And with that, let's hit the tape. Previously on Journeys Adrift, stakes were raised. Do you need a gun? On your person, Linal? Do you know how to use one? Trust was tested. Leave her to her business. She asked for privacy. If she gets kidnapped, we gave her all the proper warnings, and it's not exactly... I would like her not to be kidnapped, please. And boundaries were pushed. They deal in illegal things. Of course, but where do we draw the line? Are you sure you'd like that? I don't want to get you wrapped up in anything that you'd have plausible deniability if you simply looked away. Now, let's get back to it. So, basically, after the guy at the bar is just like, you know, I'm gonna watch you, or whatever, I make my way back with Tetsu, I'm assuming, to the group. And I slide into my seat, and I'm simply, well, he would be willing to be bribed. However, he does want to see what we're doing, and I'm hesitant to say that that's a good idea, given it's the Aspis Consortium. I concur. I was thinking, and Tetsu, Tetsu gives like a tug on his left arm, and like you see his like flesh kind of like disconnect from each other, and he gives a twist as like a compartment in his arm opens. What the frick? And he pulls out like mm. this kind of like fleshy tubular like cord, and he sets it down, and then like what closes it, and you see this like little six-legged, like, little skittering thing poke its head out before he, like, shuts the, the flask. Moving. Or, like, the... the... I, I see it's the glass and it's like... Like, he's like... Look, like, he looks to the table of, like, do I squish it? No, no, no. It, that... <laughs> the, the, the thing crawling is in his arm and he kind of, like, pushes it back in and shuts his uh, arm back up. And he goes, I carry this with me. We can attach it to the computer and you can hook it up to your kit... And we can be on this side of the bar looking like we are talking to the barkeep. And he can be on his side, and he will not know what you are doing, specifically. Don't he? What exactly is this? And I, I look at it like, do I know what this is? I, I would imagine if you have, a, you have a hacking kit, right? Yes. It's basic equipment, so I would assume you know what a crawling cord is. It's, like, meant to kind of move and, like, redirect itself in weird ways within like five feet to connect to something without like being directly attached to it. So it's meant for hackers to hook up to computers in weird situations. Like if you need to say you slid it under a door and you wanted to hack the keypad on from the other side, you could do that. That's kind of awesome. Oh, and it does it like that's, on its that's own. Pretty okay. Cool. okay. Okay. All right. But it won't display it on the screen. Waffles. <laughs> <laughs> it would very much display on the screen. Well, we would not look conspicuous 
if we were on the right side of the bar. Yes, but my point still stands, and that is very helpful and good to know. Yes, but, no. but you literally just said that you wanted to get into his machine, so inconspicuous isn't really the option here anymore. Well, we want to be inconspicuous to the people not here. He knows. Yes, and, and that's fine. If we were going to do it, I would do that either way, because it is a good idea to just sort of sit at our table and not draw too much attention. But the Aspis Consortium is not a joke, and I don't want to get people involved that don't have to be. Well, it's a bit too late for that. No, he doesn't He doesn't know anything. He just simply knows that we're trying to find out when our friend is going to arrive at the station. You think they don't have Aizen and all right now? I would be very surprised if they didn't. I'm talking about him, the bartender. He is not involved with the Aspis Consortium and knows nothing about it, but if he is to watch us hack into this, he'll know exactly what we're doing. And then I don't trust that he won't sell us out for that information for somebody else. I, all he around, would. look, hacking is a risk on its own, and I'm fine with it, but that is a chaos agent that does not make this very secure at all. Well, what do you want to do, then? You did, after all, offer to bribe him. Do we just sit here awkwardly? Just not pay him. I don't really care. If we bribe him, he will still tell the Aspis Consortium if he is worried they will find out he was involved. They are that powerful. We are not bribing that much. Are we at the only docking station on uh, this station, or are there others? There are others. Uh, this is by far like the main one. Specifically Roselight, obviously, but like this is where most of them come for Roselight. Actually, I'll pull you guys to that map really quick. Ooh. Took forever. God, we need maps. Yeah. Uh, so obviously you see Upwell over here on the kind of upper right, and then Roselight with a zoom in of Roselight. Upwell is literally fixed orbit above Roselight and is its main like space docking station. And are all these other little things their moons? Osoron, uh, Halas? They use a word for it, but those are the main five moons. And then obviously you see that there's probably like 20, 25 moons around, but those are like the main five moons that most of them are like habitable by people and stuff. Sure, sure. <sighs> Look, it's getting later and a lot of us just, I don't even know when Ninal is going to come back. So she said an hour, but doesn't mean that she won't be here earlier than that. I How much time has passed about at this point? Probably about 30, 35 minutes. I suggest we wait on doing anything drastic until we're at least on the planet's surface. Yeah, I honestly think hacking's a really terrible idea right now. I think we just tell this guy that, uh, you know, our friend just pinged us and told us they'd arrived. Held us, yes. Anything we need in the area. We at least need to know where we're dropping off. Well, can we take a shuttle straight from Upwell to the Silver Drake, or does it, like, draw- can I, like, look at where, like, the drop-off points are? You don't know if you can take one, like, straight to the Silver Drake, per se, but there's definite, like, drop-off points in Roselight where shuttles would be going for, like, very, very, very often. Like, that's the- that's one of the main purposes of Upwell. Got you. And is this map something, like, our characters can download, or is this just for us? In terms of, like, having access to a- just, like, a basic Google Maps of, uh, Roselight? This map itself, no, but, like, you can get- you can get some reference of Roselight from somewhere. Like, you know the general mm -hmm. layout of Roselight itself, you just don't have access to blueprints of buildings, just like we wouldn't as people. We have city map, basically. Yeah, that's- yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, I yeah. want. Alright, so, plan A- is a bust. That was useful. Moving on. And what was plan A? Nenal says as she walks up. Uh, plan A is to not get separated from you. 
Again. Well, here I am. You see her sit down and grab one of the drinks. <laughs> How was your friend? He was good. Glad I got to see him, and I think we're ready for business. Does she have anything new on her? Does she look fine? Everything good? Yeah, you give her a general quick look over, and she looks fine. Moat holds her hand out to, uh, and all. Get Wasp back. You see her, like, unbutton and zip her bag and just kind of holds it towards you. I'm not touching it. You were afraid of authorities catching you with weapon, you said earlier? I was afraid of the Aspis Consortium catching me with weapon. They operate here? Yes, of course they operate here. They operate around. I mean, I would not have left you if I thought I would get caught, but I attempt to plan for everything. If I happen to get caught, if the Aspis Consortium wanted to take me here, they would. Not much stopping it. And I did not want to have a weapon if they did. That is the question. What do you want us to do if they decide to take you? You see her kind of look around for a minute, and she's making sure that you guys are alone like alone quiet, enough yeah. to talk. Yeah, and she, she leans in, and she goes, Okay, so you've proven rather trustworthy. Here is the first half of your payment, and she uploads 100 credits to each of you. That's a witch! Heck yeah. Eyes and suspicious. <laughs> the plan, if everything goes correctly, is I will enter the Silver Drake... It is a place of business. Uh, it is up front. It looks like it looks very on the up and up. And then someone will likely come meet me at the front desk to pull me into the back meeting room. They will likely not allow any of you to come. The plan is to have eyes on me. I can't speak out of my station. I am there to be a diplomat to talk about these taxes that the Starfinder Society by the Aspis Consortium's eyes wrongly placed on them because they came out of nowhere. If I may interrupt, Nanal, what are these negotiations supposed to be above board? Obviously we know their habit of taking you hostage, but what is these talks supposed to be about? Are they supposed to be a negotiation to reduce the tax, or is it simply a you are placating them until they're satisfied? Well, the Starfinder Society wants their full tax. The Aspis Consortium doesn't want to pay any of it, so I imagine we'll fall somewhere in the middle if everything works out perfectly. Alright. Obviously, our first goal, as we've discussed, and I kind of just look at everybody, is to have all of us in the room with you. Secondly, if that's not going to pass, I'm happy to try to come along with you just myself, as an assistant of some kind. I will defer to all of your judgments. I think the assistant thing would probably work. They're not going to see another... You see her kind of like roll her eyes. and They're not going to see another female coming in as any sort of threat. But they're, if we try to bring all of you in first, they're not going to let you come in. What kind of place is this? Like, two normal people. Like, can we just come in, open up a high-interest banking account? Or is this like a a bar or what? Uh, very often it is a type of trade commerce and you can stay there if you need to. You, they allow you to access their network on their computers for a price. Um, they will offer you loans, as would anyone of the Aspis Consortium's nature. They have money and they know how to make it. So you just want eyes on you? That is the plan. I can tell you a general layout of the building. I already have us a shuttle secured. That was part of my leaving. Okay. Obviously, this place is run by the Aspis Consortium. That is public knowledge, correct? Yes. Alright, so their propensity to kidnap and otherwise hold hostage 
diplomats such as yourself. That is also commonly known? Uh, That is less public knowledge and more known around the higher ends of businesses like the Starfinder Society. People who often send diplomats. So do we have to feign ignorance or can we simply be upfront and say we are not comfortable leaving you out of our sights? And while we're happy to come here for negotiations and stand politely to the side, we do want to have our eyes on you at all times. I don't think it's out of the question. I can't tell you how they'll react. What happens if they do try to take you captive? That was my question. To get you out, or...? Not by force. There is a Starfinder Society hub in the settlement of Roselight. Uh, You should go there if anything is to come up like me getting captured. You are not to go there prior because it is very dangerous to show people that you are working both with the Aspis Consortium and the Starfinder Society. There is not supposed to be any known connection between them. But we go there without you. Yes. They, they won't harm me unless I do something stupid, which is why I don't want to win. So as of immediate knowledge, we are independent contractors. Yes. Hired bodyguards. Some of you can walk into the Silver Drake ten minutes after me, for all I care. Some of you can stay outside forever and never come in. As far as I know, they don't know that you are with me right now, and I don't think me walking in with five bodyguards is going to look very well. They likely know we came. With with one set of arms crossed, on, or uh, like, you know, crossed, uh, and the other two draw both her weapons and place them on the table, and she slides them over to the middle. One of them goes off and you shoot the bartender in the head. No! I don't even know your name! <laughs> Tattoo picks up one of the guns. I'll pick up the other. Hold those for me. Please don't use all my rounds. Which one of you have which gun? There's a Mercy pistol that does non-lethal damage, and the other is a 9mm, basically like a semi-auto. Do I know what the Mercy pistol is? Yes, it's very clearly like a pistol that shoots light out of it. Yeah, it's like an orange tip on the end. Actually, I hesitate. (laughs) And with one hand, I leave my hand on on the Mercy pistol, and I look at it and I'll, could I get away with this one? It's not actually harming anybody. They'll take it from you, but they won't see it as a threat. You don't go into the back room with the weapons anyway. Right. If we were to try to, you know, have the same situation as just now, if uh, you were to carry Wasp with you, would they have a problem with that? Would they find it and probably confiscate? They will likely search me when I come in. Okay, so we're not doing that, I guess. I mean, that thing is small. You could maybe have it crawl through the vents. Uh, it's possible, but it's not the most quiet of, uh bots. It's not built for that. It's built for breaking in. As you guys are talking, uh, she kind of leans in and she goes, now it's not supposed to be known that you are with any kind of connection with the Starfinder Society, including the Infinity Core and working with with the Aspis Consortium. You don't want to bring that up whatsoever if possible, if you think you're good enough to do it or you want to spend some time. The meeting is probably two hours from now. I told them that I had a shuttle scheduled for an hour from now and then we'll be down there. But fake names, disguises, if something goes down, you don't want to be marked by the Aspis Consortium. I can go in disguised. Sadly, there's not much I can do. The same goes for me. (laughs) Let's shuttle down, obviously all together. I take back my mercy pistol, but I let whoever, Tetsu or Aizen, have my uh, semi-auto. Tetsu can have it. Alright. 
What is it? I point at you. Don't use all my bullets. It's a semi-auto. That's just all it's called? A tactical semi-auto pistol is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good thing we don't have a uh, giant jellyfish in our party. It's not conspicuous. Um, speaking of, though, cons- conspicuous and not, I'm going in as your assistant. Mercy pistol can be taken from me. Simple, simple measures. I am going to be directly your protection so to speak but at the most that's a mercy pistol and that's sort of should paint paint the right picture i think we need to separate i don't think all of us go in there at once perhaps one bodyguard i look at tetsu directly in with us so it's simply like her me and you moat you have the drone so perhaps you go in on your own for your own reasons try to get in there and Use the bathroom for I all idea. I care. So. All right. And then... One thing. Yeah, but then we have the rock and the jellyfish. No, I, well, Aizen I should be name. bodyguard. I can enter not associated with you all as someone else. I was actually thinking the same thing, especially with that cable you just showed. Having you at the computers would be helpful, considering they said you could get computer access? Well, yes. I suppose it's a last resort. I can go in as someone else, so, yes. As for me, uh, subtlety will probably not work very well. Uh, Perhaps I can post up across the street, perhaps at a different establishment, just keep comms open and ready to respond. Ninal, you did say that this was also a store, correct? He could just come in as a patron, looking for some illegal substances? That's what I was hoping Moat would do. The jellyfish is a little bit conspicuous. I, you know, I, I do have a name, but... <laughs> I'm simply referring to it from the eyes of those that we're trying to avoid. Forgive me, Dr. Lin. I just make, like, eye contact with you. Like... Eye contact? Where do you make eye contact? <laughs> he has no eyes. <laughs> At the glasses that are on the middle of his, uh... <laughs> you see, you see Ninal nodding along with all of this, and eventually she kind of cuts in and she goes, Okay, well, the... The general layout, from what I have been told by the Starfinder Society, the main room that you walk into is kind of a reception holding area. Uh, there will be a desk. There will be people behind the desk. They, they'll they check you in. They have binders, that kind of stuff. You see her kind of think for a second. Then there's a room to the right and left. One of them is a computer room. The other is a break room. But I think the desk will tell us anyway. I don't think they're going to care if you walk into the employee break room. They're just going to say, get out now. Get out now. The door behind them is entry into in-rooms, bathrooms, and then the door behind that is the further back room where I will be taking the meeting. Okay, so the closest space to the meeting room is the bathrooms. And what else? Uh, It's actually a very long hallway. It's basically like an inn-type area. Uh, They will house people, very important people that come back. They have beds and couches and reading areas and that kind of stuff. Okay. So like I said, perhaps one closest distance to us, whether that's you, Tetsu, or, or Moat, whatever, get as close as possible. Whether that's yeah. those rooms, the bathrooms, however. So we have people spaced out. I'll be trying to follow you as best I can. Maybe Moat's in bathroom with Wasp nearby. Me on computers. Yes, but you, Tetsu, can get the door open, I suppose. Alright, this is going to be very interesting. Let's get some shopping for disguises. I need, uh, well, I don't know how I can really disguise myself, but, um, yes. 
she just looks very like <laughs> I- I'm not used to not being myself <laughs> perhaps you could conceal two of your arms so if they're looking for <laughs> someone with two arms you won't you won't qualify if you understand I I do this thing with like shouldering back the bottom set of arms like does this work I <laughs> uh, don't know how weirdly that would be I don't have any spells for that type of stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of spells do you have <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have super cool stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, man. I okay, cannot okay, okay. hold my um, disguise for long, we... but I can get in there. Well, how long? Minutes? An hour? About ten minutes. That's not going to help anything. This meeting is going to be longer than ten minutes. Much. Uh, that's enough for him to get into position. It will likely take longer than ten minutes for me to get to the back room. That is a long time for the back room. Tetsu, why don't you just <laughs> wear some sort of cloak or, like... Some sort of hat instead of, you know, something that lasts ten minutes. <laughs> Tetsu looks up at the horn protruding I take the hat from his off head. Of you put it on Tetsu. Mm-hmm. Just put a put a hat over <laughs> oh, that. That's true. I do not think that. Can works. you can you wear a pompadour wig and then it'll cover the horn? I will just look like me with a wig. There are not many of my kind here. How much is a disguise kit? It's a great question. Let's reference Nethus. Twenty credit. Thank you, Nethus. Is that really? All kids okay. are twenty credits. Yeah. And is is a disguise kit the type of thing that I can use multiple times with one? Like, can we go and try to to? Get, I'm not gonna go and buy. Hey, do you have a disguise kit? But like, can I go try to buy pieces and put together some form of disguise kit, some makeup, some other stuff, and try to apply use it for both myself and Tetsu? I will say yes and yes. You know that if you were like in Roselight already, it'd be hard to find a disguise kit. But in a place like Upwell kind of shady you can go around and buy pieces here and there you can buy like some makeup from this person this person's probably got a wig this person's got some shoddy clothes and eventually you can throw together a disguise kit for 20 credits you walk up to someone wearing shoddy clothes <laughs> hey give me those <laughs> go to lynn and like put some eyeshadow on him until he looks not like a jellyfish draw right, eyes right. on him. <laughs> hello i am a human being <laughs> I will... It's a condition. Excuse myself and just double check if anybody else needs anything else as I go shopping. Aizen is like, there's nothing you can do for this. Like, he, he just kind of and that's shrugs fine. and just... I get, like, a trench coat for Tetsu <laughs> instead of his suit jacket. <laughs> he's not in his suit jacket now. He's currently in, like, ring mail, like, that's very heavy by the look of it. He basically looks like a soldier right now. Like, yeah, because the last yeah, yeah, time he we, was in his gonna... suit, bugs attack. So we can we have access to our spaceship, right? Like we can go back to the spaceship and uh, change clothes as needed. So it's not like awkwardly changing into this stuff in the tavern. <laughs> Why are you stripping? You can either go back to your ship, find a bathroom or something, but that'd look weird for like five different races to walk into separate bathrooms and come out <laughs> different as well five different other races it would just be tetsu and myself i believe those are the only people i can disguise moat has a faceplate one's a rock one's a jellyfish tetsu's the only one that looks remotely humanoid right now (laughs) okay and even he is partially robotic yeah so we'll we'll either we'll rent a locker uh well i will ask nanal if if we have plans to return to the spaceship like what is this are we going to be dropped off somewhere else where is this leaving us i hope so. The plan would be to get back to Akiton if possible and report back to the Infinity Core. If anything else goes poorly, then like I said, there's a Starfinder. You are you are working for the 
end all be all you're working for the starfinder society and there is a starfinder society outpost here all right i go ahead and apply some makeup to tetsu so at the very least he looks like not the right he's not the same shade of skin you know what i mean like what he's a very like a reddish type of creature so i'll i'll make it just shifted enough to not be like oh that guy um, can't do much about the horn, but I will stick a mustache on there and whatever else I could do. <laughs> he, the thing is, is like, he typically dresses up, so we'll change that up and I do my best. I don't know what I can do for myself, but I will put my makeup on a little bit different and hide some of my more distinctive markings and patterning. Cause unlike a lot of Kasatha, I have a slightly bluer tint to my skin, like a distinctly more blue than a lot of Kasatha. So I will... <laughs> change that up and that's about all i can do for sure tetsu they disguise you say how it disguises you out kind of changes the tone of your skin etc with all of that you guys can let me know if anything else is coming up or if you're ready to go aizen does talk with nanal of like if i were to say i was your bodyguard how deep would they let me theoretically in to the building they would likely very purposely stop you at the front desk they would keep you updated about me. They attempt to keep, they want to save face. Uh, they would come back to you and report every five, ten minutes that I'm safe, etc. They, they're not going to cut off her communications, anything like that, but they won't let you come back with me. They don't have a waiting room or something that they'd let me sit in? Uh, they have plenty of chairs in the front in the front room, and then they have the computer room that I'm sure they would let you go into as long as they don't catch you using the computers or anything like that. I would try them anyway. I would anyway. recommend... Eisen, that at the very least, the front that you put up is to insist on having eyes on her. If you don't have to be in the same room, that's perfectly fine, but whether that's a camera or something, you want eyes on her. I think that's the most likelihood of getting your request fulfilled. You, you see her kind of look at you for a second. She goes, there, something I've always been told about the Silver Drake, there is a... they do have most of the rooms and roof covered by a glass roof to let the the, the rose light kind of through, shine through. Oh. And is that where you there's come a, in? There's though? a smirk on Moat's face, uh, face plate as they hear that. Ah. So perhaps that's where we leave Was. Or yourself. Can you get up there? <laughs> and I'm, I'm assuming and I quickly turn. <laughs> no. Not a chance. <laughs> I look over at Nanal and I'm assuming they obviously don't willingly invite people up on their roof. I imagine not. No, I've never seen it myself. I've just been told that they're very, they're very uppity about the Silver Drake. Uh, they they like to show that they have money. They're one of the few plots in Roselight with plant life, grass, trees. They like to let the Roselight in. They stationed on Roselight as a mining corporation, and because they like the light, they were like, okay, let's be here. <laughs> all all right. right. I think that's where we put Wasp. That's our best bet. So we have eyes on us at all times. It- if they let me up there as well, that would be nice. Because They're not I going to little, not openly, and I don't want to ask because I don't want them to think that anything else is up and there. And I think Wasp doing flybys is a lot more inconspicuous than a giant rock man standing on the roof looking in. <laughs> Fine. I'll just ask for a camera feed if they'll give it to me. I think that would be best. Be best. Is there a public shuttle down to Roselight that I can take separate from all of you? I'm sure you can find one. Uh, none of them are free. Pet suit tentatively stands how expensive you if you find a cargo ship like we're gonna ride on 
probably like five credits. I will head down to the Silver Drake if our plan is ready. Kind of looks at his oddly tinted skin and goes, I believe I am ready. Dr. Len, do you want to join as well as you're not going to be in the Silver Drake with us? Uh, that is a fine idea. I think I'll accompany Tatsu. All right. All right, let's let's hustle. Let's move. I think we're as good as we're going to get. Right. Anything I should know as your assistant. <laughs> I'm here on a diplomatic mission sent from the Starfinder Society, and we're going to attempt to discuss better terms for the taxes that the Starfinder Society wrongly placed on them. We're on their side. Interesting. Oh, all right. All right, I think at that point we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Easy enough, very least, like five minutes before them, if not a little more. Uh, you guys all find these different cargo cruisers empty. Everyone, Tetsu, you have to slip a this an android driver the five credits. Um, you guys watch Nanal transfer a also an android driver five credits. Each of you are loaded in. You feel this cargo ship kind of lift up. It's like a very... Uh, it's almost like a hover helicopter, if that makes sense. Like it can go any direction it wants. It can just sit there. Uh, it's got the it's got the little hover jets that turn whatever direction it wants to go, if that makes sense. So each of you are loaded in. You feel it lift up and take off. Looking out of the enclosed windows of the cab, you see Leovara below. You watch as you fly through the atmosphere. Yellow, red, orange, and purple gases envelop the ship and become like a thick fog. You can't see anything, and for a second, the wonder of if the android can see anything might cross your mind. Eventually, you feel the ship lurch a moment, as if stopping hard. Then you watch the gas propelled upwards as your small cargo ship is enveloped in a pinkish rose-colored light. A minute passes, and you feel the ship slow, and then land. This is my stop, each of your androids says, as you disembark. Ooh. As you step off the cargo ship, your eyes take a moment to adjust. You see tall buildings everywhere, a bustling city, much ritzier, much more controlled than Upwell. All of the city enveloped in this pink-hued light. As you look around, you see these iron-shaped clear spheres that are encasing everything, including yourselves. You watch as you exit. Other androids are immediately beginning to carry large barrels and crates some by hand and some by lifts onto the ship that brought you here. And then I'll kind of looks at you all and says, okay, the silver Drake's not far from here. I'm sure Tetsu is already on his way. Uh, we have maybe 45 minutes. If anyone wants to talk anything over else we can go. Uh, no, Dr. Len knows what he's doing. T uh, Tetsu knows what he's doing. Moat, you're staying outside, getting Wasp in position, and then oh. I suppose trying to get inside the building. Well, um, uh, well, I was hmm. thinking that you said that people could rent computers from uh, the Silver Drake, right? Yes, they do allow people to access their computers. I, I think I'll, uh, I think I'll give that a go. Um, I might be able to get some info about the area just kind of you know do what i do sure just make sure wasp is in position prior yes oh yeah no problem in case <sighs> i do a get a camera feed or if you have a way of messaging me 
we should have either a phrase or some sort of signal so that I know that there's trouble without alerting others. Mm. Um, either you or Nanal. Yeah. I look at Nanal. Have a phrase that you can slip in anywhere. Not prepared, no. Just say something about strawberries. <laughs> you see like a weird look cross her face. Uh, sure, yeah. Aizen also looks confused of like... I don't what? know, do you have a better the hell idea? Is a strawberry? Yeah, Aizen just doesn't know what that is. <laughs> what if I say something about dinner? That's fine. Perfect, yes. <laughs> just say that you're getting a little bit peckish. And if things so are really bad, dinner, dinner uh, about strawberries. No, dinner, dinner, dinner. <laughs> okay, so strawberries for dinner. <laughs> Oh dear. All right. oh, no, this is falling apart. We're not even there. <laughs> Alright, I think we go. Aha, I'm nervous. Tetsu. Yeah. You arrived there first, I assume is the plan, right? Or are you getting on the planet first and you want to arrive there after? What's the what's the overall plan here? My plan, unless somebody told me otherwise, Tetsu had said he was gonna go first and like kind of just situate himself in there. Okay. Because he's a different cue, and he looks totally different than the other Kenobos on station. All right, I'll pull you guys on the map, then. Um, at about the same time, can I just... <laughs> is there, like, some shop or, like, restaurant across the street that I can just be sitting at? Uh, sitting at, like, a table, head pulled... I mean, hat pulled down low, uh, watching the area for anything? No shop that you wouldn't look weird in, but there is, like, street benches. If you just want to grab one of those and be like old school reading a newspaper or something. Yeah, exactly. I'll pick up like a space newspaper. I'm just imagining like Wanda in like Age of Ultron just sitting outside and like just pretending to have tea. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I yeah. was thinking more like Inspector Gadgety where he's like cut little holes out <laughs> for his glasses to like fit through the newspaper. But there's no Why eyes there, so it's I hard to tell. Out of these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have eyes. <laughs> Excellent. The Silver Drake, it is a very well-outlined building, full made, whether it's made of, like, chromium or silver, it's kind of hard to tell, but it is a shiny silver color, where you get the sense it gets its name from. You walk into the Silver Drake, uh, you you walk into this kind of middle meeting room uh, for the first time in a while, and the outside and on the inside, you see plants. You are greeted by grass trees. You walk in, you see chairs, you see a spread of this very clear liquid and fruit just laid out on a table before you. Uh, this is a very ritzy greeting. This is like fresh fruit is 200 like credits a basket. Like this basket's probably worth 200 credits. Uh, so that, that would strike you as a little odd. Uh, you see a female android with blue hair standing in front of the computer as you walk up the steps and walk in yes what would you like tetsu just kind of walks up and looks around and says i've been told i can get a terminal access here i have some downtime and i would like to relax if i'm able sure uh could i have your name and 50 credits please the player in me cries <laughs> tetsu transfers 50 credits though and he goes my name is samson Samson? Okay. And you hear, like, she's clicking away on a keyboard. Uh, may I ask why? And you see her, like, lift her head. You can say no, if you wish. I'm just relaxing. I have time to kill. Okay, that is fine. The room will be to your left, as she points literally over here to your left. You see two double doors. Thank you. Is there anybody else in there, or is do I have a my own terminal? As you walk in there, there are two others in there. 
There are two humans, kind of darker skinned, one with colored hair, one not. Both female. Uh, they seem one, the one closer to you right now as you turn in and sit down at a computer, seems kind of kicked back in her chair, not really paying attention to her computer, seems to be more relaxing. The other is just typing away like headphones on, not paying any attention. Actually, Tetsu is going to go to this terminal over here. Okay. And like sit in the corner and like kind of nudge his screen so that like it's tilted so you can't just blatantly see what he's looking at on the terminal. Sure. And when and when you do it, you kind of like turn your screen away from this uh girl that is that is like has her headphones on just typing away and she glances up for a second, nods to you and then goes back to typing. Yeah, Tetsu just returns the nod and like leans back, look like he's just kind of as casual as like Tetsu gets, which is not very casual, but like he is looking like a guy who can't relax is attempting to relax and he's just like is there any way for him to check like how feasible it is to like tap into like the local feed or anything? No, you don't know the type of countermeasures a computer has until you hack, or unless you have some specific information for it. Right, so for right now, he is going to assume it's it's protected as hell, and just kind of wait. Uh, but he is going to send on his comm unit to the group and just say, I am in position, let me know if I should at some point access the system. Alright, so each of you guys see that, and Tetsu, what I will tell you is that like as you kind of look over the computer just normal probing the computer seeing what it has on it you see that like you do have a what you consider probably to be about a 10 percent delve into the aspis consortium you get a delve into what they're doing on roselite at least what they say they're doing on roselite uh who who some of their dealings are with and like what the silver drake is about basically probably like only the legitimate side right like the legitimate dealings and legitimate bit reason this place exists right there's some illegitimacy in there like if you want to purchase drugs uh feel free to go up to the go up to the desk here and talk to the person blah 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 like there there are like some back doors to illegitimate sides but it's not like we kidnap people <laughs> right but there's still that's pretty brazen relatively brazen at least right it is and like even to you, that's rather brazen, but you get the sense they're charging people to do it. Likely security either already knows it and they're not going to get charged for it, or they don't care because Aspis Consortium is probably paying them off. What are the rest of you doing? Sitting on a news- I've fallen into pace with the other two, so... Mota has fallen well behind in pace and just kind of takes in the city as they walk through. Kind of getting a gauge if they walk by the... Silver Drake or adjacent buildings for surveillance systems and any sort of overhead surveillance that might be flying around the city, just kind of checking on things. Okay. Uh, yeah, you don't see any overhead surveillance. You are walking by the Silver Drake. It doesn't seem to be surveilled nearly at all. I'd like to also just keep an eye out for all those things. And I will have, as we enter, so like for the future, I am keeping an eye on like, where security cameras are, and just all of that type of stuff as well, just casing the joint. Subtly. <laughs> Subtly. Okay. I'm going to be enough. doing the same thing, but for people. More of like, 
who are they showing on their front of like who has weapons how strong do they look do they all look like you know they can fight well that sort of stuff look at us well-rounded team almost acting like we know what the heck we're doing (laughs) one thing uh i i mean to do like kind of in the minutes before they arrive tetsu is going to request to go to the bathroom just to see how much of a big deal that is because we were told the bathrooms are kind of like backdoor like he's just kind of gauging how easy is it for him to go a little bit away from the front area sure as you come up to the front desk you request to go to the bathroom you see her look up she goes yes just a minute and you see her like reach over and she types like two keys and another android a male android kind of walks from the back up front he goes right this way uh, tattoo falls him and just heads to the bathroom he basically points you out he says all of these on the left are bathrooms i will wait out here why are there doors on the right those are rooms for whoever wishes to stay beds couches reading chairs 250 credits that's pricey tet just goes into the middle stall are there any vents or anything inside the bathroom yeah uh yeah you have your normal kind of like very small bathroom vent on the ceiling so tet will go in go to the bathroom leave and then like provide nothing happens when he gets back he'll just text the others that there's an escort to the bathroom there is a vent system no idea if it connects to the rest of the building but once you go behind the desk, you are not alone. And he will walk you back out. He ensures that you like walk around the desk, and then he kind of you see him nod to the female android and walks back to the back room. I think that's our cue then. Mm-hmm. Shall we make shit go down? <laughs> walk in, pull out my guns. Let's let's watch things explode. But just to be clear, like they didn't check me for a gun when I went back there or anything, right? No. Like nobody scanned me. Yeah, I'll also text that is at least that far back. No gun checks. No gun checks in here. We walk in as Tetsu's escorted back to the room, and we make that awkward eye contact as he's texting us, and we like get the bling <laughs> just as he walks into the room. Eisen actively does not look at Tetsu. No, I know. <laughs> Kidding. Though, as they are entering, Mo is passing the building. And are there alleyways between the buildings? No, it is actually very oddly open compared to what else, like everywhere else you've seen in Roselight. Like, this is very much check out our building. We have money. Gotcha. We don't want okay. anyone. We don't want it. Like, the rest of Roselight is like New York City almost. And like, gotcha. This is like the one cottage within New York City, except it's made out of silver. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Manhattan mansion sort of thing. Basically, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in that respect, um, having seen that from further away than right next to it, uh, Moat will have basically instructed as he passed a different secluded or not populated populated area wasp to pop off their belt and use some vents to just kind of or jets to roll into a alleyway or somewhere and then unfold and begin tailing at an altitude of around five hundred to thousand feet. And Moat will just kind of hang out around the building as Wasp will slowly make its way to the over the roof and begin moving towards doing its part. Okay. The rest of you are entering the building. Uh, yes. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna enter. I'm gonna enter a couple like a half step behind Nanal with my comm unit in my hand, 
sort of like looking up and typing and looking up sort of very like I'm busy here. <laughs> I, I am walking literally directly next to Zeha in like a very practiced manner of this is my spot and this is the way that the formation goes for everything to be safe. Okay. And then Nal is also walking in, head held high. You see her step very quickly up forward to the female android. You guys see the same thing Tetsu did. Door on your left, door on your right, long hallway down the center behind the desk. Another double door. Uh, you see the silver desk kind of laid out. Baskets of fruit, bunch of chairs. Looks like it's a big waiting room kind of thing. And then all steps up and says, I have a meeting. Very quick addendum just before it gets too far. I think as we're walking, I will very like belatedly kind of like think about my role and uh, hand off my mercy pistol to Aizen. It makes more sense for the bodyguard to have a non-lethal weapon. Acceptable. For sure. And you see Nanal step up and she goes, I have a meeting about the taxes in the back. And you see the android typing away for a second, looks up, name Nanal. You see Nanal nod very well. And she click, click very quickly, presses two buttons. This same male android comes up that we saw with Tetsu. Think kind of Data from Star Trek, oh, nice. very buttoned up kind of android, just very non-emotional, like looks at you all and he says, Nino, you may come into the back. I don't even really look up from my phone as she steps forward. I just follow. As they do this, I walk directly up to the desk and say, uh, I am her security while on Roselight. Uh, I understand if I can't follow her back to the room, but is there any way I could get uh, a security feed of some sort or as close as I can within your comfort? just for the sake of safety you can have a seat and if you wish we can apply a monitor to her that will play audio for you acceptable at hearing that i do look up as her assistant am i allowed uh at this point like the android had been stepping up to you like hand up kind of stopping you he goes you are her assistant yes for what what do you mean for what you see him turn his head and then all do you need her for discussions? Is she does she talk for you? And then I'll like shakes her head. No, I she's my assistant. She keeps my records. Uh she will she's learning from me. And you'd see him like think for a second. Okay, she can learn. I like hold up my comm unit, just like a not even like facing him, but just kind of like a yeah, that's that's what I do. <laughs> but he kind of steps back and he seems to have taken that for an answer and is going to allow you in to tell you about some of the checks you guys wanted to make as you come in uh, you see cameras everywhere there's like four cameras in the hallway there's probably about six cameras in this main room there's another four to five in the room with tetsu and these are cameras you can see you assume places like the aspis consortium also have cameras you can't see mm. so with all these cameras they they're not allowing aizen a camera feed they're not they're allowing an audio feed, though, and you guys would have specifically heard it. Yeah, you would have heard that very like, very well. Okay. But uh, this android does lead you into the back. Uh, I hand over my uh, comm unit to this android, I suppose, unless they have some sort of like tech android. No, they give you kind of a... Imagine, like, you know at restaurants when they give you like these beeper kind of things that alert <laughs> you? <laughs> it's kind yeah. of like that. It's like, a, it's like this just square type of unit that as you're listening like they they hand it to you 
And then you see her go back to the computer and like type a couple of things. And then you're hearing like shuffling and footsteps that you imagine to be like Nanal rubbing it. Like it's rubbing against like Nanal's pocket or something as it's like in her pocket. Have they gone into the room yet? Or can I take like half a second to time her footsteps to the sounds I'm hearing just to see how much of a delay there is between the comm and the... Yeah, you're listening to it trying to time it out. It's like 0.2 seconds. It's next to zero. Got it. You You imagine it's on like a local network or something. Right, and Aizen also assumes that they're going to spoof it at some point, but this is better than nothing. Sure. And then he'll turn around, look at the fruit bowl, and say, Do you mind if I eat something? Please, enjoy yourself. It is for our guest. Gonna get drugged. The drugs are in the fruit. <laughs> he'll take one piece of fruit and, uh, like, a glass of water. I assume that's what it is, unless it's, like, a bubbling liquid of some sort. You smell it, and it's very sweet. It's, like, sweet-smelling. Uh, you can take a drink if you wish. No, no, just okay. the, the fruit. Yeah, not, no open liquids for us. Sure, you eat the fruit and you die. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's, uh, it's actually very good. It is very good. Like you could imagine, it is definitely not like mass-produced kind of anything. It's probably some type of farmed fruit. How they got it, completely up to you to surmise if they killed farmers or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is a strawberry. <laughs> Time to die. Speaking of... Uh, the the city itself, do I get, like, strong vibes of home because of, like, the pink bubbly stuff compared to, like, the storm bubbles we have at home? Is this kind of similar tech? I'm going to say no, only because this is very purposely built. It makes Roselight feel like a space station. Like, you, you get Got the it. sense, like, water and air have to be recycled here kind of thing. So, like, it, it's not the natural kind of feeling that you get at your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Nenal and Zeha are let in. As you enter this main room, you're kind of cornered on two sides by walls and plants. In front of you, you see a large silver desk, a very big, just ridiculous type of holographic rug in the middle of the room. To your top right corner, you see two very large pet beds that are housing very, very tiny squirrel-like creatures, like oh. something between a squirrel and a fox. Oh. Yeah, It's a fennec fox. Mm-hmm. And then to your top left, you see what looks to be the remains of a dragon's head. <laughs> oh, Dichotomy man. Sticking through the wall. That's sick. You see this large silver desk to your right of the desk is a very large half-orc female that is holding what looks to be some sort of minigun type gun to where she would ha- she has to hold it with two hands and you get the sense it's like a rotating turret type gun. Oh, God. And then on her back, she has a very large like warhammer. And then behind the desk, you see what looks to be a Farron, this short, stout type of almost gray, yellow-skinned, think-like Godfather-esque person behind the desk as he kind of lifts his head up and he says, Nena. And that's where we'll end the session. Oh, guys, I I think my spells are not going to be enough. <laughs>